Welcome. On today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking numbers. The numbers that no one wants you to know about. And that is the failure to appear rates in Harris County. So we have a lot to show you. And as a result, we have our very first ever video uh, addition to our podcast. Thank you so much for coming. You are listening to The Bell Post. So let's get started. Texas recognizes three types of bonds. The first is a surety bond, which is a bond posted by the private industry industry guaranteeing that you will appear for court. The second is a cash bond where a family member or a charitable bail fund posts cash in the full face amount of the bond uh, assuring that you will appear for court. And the third type of bond is a personal bond, which is, by definition, is a bond without surety. So it's your personal promise. In Texas, the courts are required when they set a bond to set it in an amount. So the amount is supposed to be high enough to assure that the defendant will appear for court. The court is required to take into consideration various factors set out in Article 1715 of the Texas Code of Criminal Procedure. And the type of release used by a court for a defendant will have an impact on the case. And we evaluate the different release mechanisms through their failure to appear rate. We call it the FTA rate. The FTA rate is important because a criminal case is different than what we normally think of. You know, if you don't show up for court, we can't go to, we can't decide your fate without you. We have to wait for you to come back. And so if you fail to appear, your case is put on hold, whether it's for an hour, two hours, a day, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, months, or never. Your case cannot go forward until you return. And the problem we have in our urban areas is that we're, we have so many arrests on average that we're at, adding to the conveyor belt that anything that slows down the system will increase the number of backlogs on cases and create stress on the, on the system. And so we're always evaluating the different release mechanisms based upon their failure to appear rate. I had a judge friend one time who decided to do a study, just a private study for their own courtroom. And so they just decided to use PR bonds for a period of time. And she discovered that for every eight weeks of just using a release mechanism of personal bonds, she created a whole new week's worth of work for her, her court, and her staff. And that was because of the higher failure to appear rate. So we know that failure to appear rates can increase or decrease your backlog just based upon the the type of release that you're using for the defendants in your court. So when we look at the reforms in Harris County, the failure to appear rate will tell us whether the reforms are working or whether they're not working. And really, it should just be a fact, here's what the failure to appear rate is. It should not be something that we should be disputing or fighting or disagreeing about. It should just be a fact. Here's what the failure to appear rate is, and we can evaluate whether that is good or not good. But for some reason in Harris County, we have a debate. 
and not just a simple debate. We have a big debate over what the failure to appear rate is. Uh, we have three different sources that we can look to to determine what the failure to appear rate for the reforms used in misdemeanor court. The monitor issues a report every six months. And so the fifth report was just filed in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to set aside the fifth report. I'm going to come back to it. But the first four reports said, hey, the failure to appear rate is 20%. They really didn't do a very good job of explaining how they got to that number, but they said they would uh, later, but it's 20%. You can believe us. Now, 20% is drastically worse than the system that was in place before the reforms. The private surety bail industry has a failure to appear rate of 10% or less. So it's 100% worse than the system that it replaced, but maybe there were other benefits. The problem is that's not what people were seeing on the ground. That seemed very inconsistent with what people were seeing on the ground. And so after the second report, maybe the third, the district attorney, Kim Ogg, who is a Democrat herself, issued her own report. And she said that she disagreed with the monitor. She found that recidivism was much higher than the uh, monitor's report said. But she also said that the failure to appear rate was at least 50%, and it was probably more. And then we have this third group that comes into the mix on what the failure to appear rate was. The Houston Police Officers Association took it upon themselves to not just guess, do an analytical analysis. They went and picked a week, and they reviewed every docket for the 16 misdemeanor courts for that week. Over 9,000 people scheduled to appear. And they organized the appearances based upon the information reported from the Harris County website. Now remember, the county spent over $100 million to implement the settlement that they made in that case. And part of the settlement was they would evaluate failure to appear rates. And so the sheriff's associate or the police officers union took that information and they generated a report that was jaw-dropping. They said that in that one week, the failure to appear rate was at least 75%. Let me say that again, 75%. Now, that was a jaw-dropping number. I mean, you look at that and you go... That can't be right. I mean, if that's correct, everybody knows it. And they're hiding it. Because a 75% failure to appear rate means that they can't get cases resolved. And so what do, we look to the monitor. What did the monitor's report say? Well, first, what did they say about the DA's report? They just came out and said, oh, she's wrong. And they issued another report saying, here's how she's wrong. And when the police officers union issued their report, what was the monitor's response? Oh, they're just wrong, period. No response about, well, here's, we'll go look at the county's records. We'll come back and tell you where their methodology was wrong. They just said, oh, they're wrong. But then I want to go back to the fifth monitor's report that was just filed in the last two weeks. Because for the very first time, the monitor really doesn't take a position 
on the failure to appear rate. But the monitor makes a very interesting comment saying, hey, we looked at the district clerk's records and we noticed that they have all these different things on their website that talks about whether they appeared or whether it was waived, and which was the reason why they, those changes were made. We spent $100 million to implement them so we could evaluate the failure to appear rate. And the monitor says, we have made the determination that that data is just not usable. Now, that's the monitor's report that came out just a couple of weeks ago. They don't, don't take a position on the failure to appear rate. And they say the county's official records, the district clerk's website, doesn't contain usable data, except it's the official records of the court. And that's where we are. That's what we're left with to evaluate the failure to appear rate to determine whether this system is working. So for the last month or so, I have been working with friends to build off of the good work that's been done by the district attorney's office. And also the work that was released by the Houston Police Officers Union. That work reflected one week's worth of data and so I thought, what if we were able to download directly from the district clerk's website the data for each court, not for a week, not for a month, not for a quarter, but what if we downloaded the data for the last year, two years? And that's what we've done. And you can evaluate for yourself. You can see the actual numbers for any misdemeanor court for any day, either in 2021 20, or 2022. Let me show you the site. Today we're releasing a new website. And it's called HarrisCountyCourtWatch.com. And if you look on the homepage currently, it shows it shows that the failure to appear rate is 81.8%. That is the failure to appear rate for 2022, on average, for all the misdemeanor courts in Harris County. Now, stop right here. Pick your jaw up. I mean, if you're like me, the, your initial response is, this can't be true. So if you want to find out yourself, you can go up to the tab where it says stats and you can filter the st results. You can see year to date has been selected and so that's the reason why the numbers are 81.8%. But you can filter them. You can do the last two months. You can update the results and you can see that for the last two months the failure to appear rate was 80.8%. And then you can filter the results even further. You can select a custom uh, dates so you can pick a specific date. Let's just go to uh, July the 13th. July the 13th. And we can turn off a report from all courts and we can just pick a specific court. We can update the results and we can see that on July the 13th court number 6 had a 93.7 percent failure to appear rate. 
And if you want to see the details, it shows you how many people were required to appear and where they fall in, in the uh, analysis. You can change that for every court. Uh, you can change it to court number 16, who had a 97.2% failure to appear rate on July 13, 2022. You can look at this website for any date in, the, in 2021, in 2022, to determine what the failure to appear rate was for each court. These are terrible numbers. Terrible numbers. No wonder crime is increasing. No wonder the halls of the misdemeanor courts are vacant most of the time. And when you go back to the menu, it resets to the year-to-date failure to appear rate. And also you'll see a calculation of what the cost of the county is for the failure to appears. There's a study that's been released that says every time that there's a failure to appear, it comes with a cost to the county. And so that calculation is based upon that number. It does not include increased crime. It does not include property damage. And we know that the actual cost to the county, uh, to the society, is much higher. If you look at the rest of the menu on the home page, you'll see a timeline. You'll see, uh, you can go there and you can see how we got to this point. And you can see that it was not it was not required by the Constitution. I remember visiting uh, with a panel or witnessing a panel discussion where one of the judges was asked a hard question. And so his response was, well, this is just required by the Constitution. This is what we have to do. And it really made me mad because that was an argument made by the plaintiff's attorney in the O'Donnell case. And the Fifth Circuit specifically rejected that argument saying that that's not a requirement of the Texas Constitution or the federal constitution. And so the, the judges, the old judges, were winning the litigation. And if you will recall, the commissioner who was pushing for these changes, the Houston Chronicle editorial board, they called it that we needed to settle. We'd spent $8 million in legal fees and we needed to, to get to settle and find a compromise because we just spent so much money. And so we had an election, the judges were replaced, and the new judges promised to just settle and give in. And now we've spent over $100 million to tie the hands of the judges, to prevent them from doing anything about career criminals, gang members, organized crime, really to prevent them to do anything about crime. We know that because Harris County reports their dispositions of cases to the state. And we know that in all misdemeanor cases in 2022, uh, 2021, 71, almost 72% of those cases were dismissed. And in 2020, approximately 72% of the cases disposed were dismissed. Victims aren't getting justice in the misdemeanor courts. And that's bleeding over to our felony courts because all we hear is how successful the reforms have been. And so we need to use more of them because the argument is, hey, people will come to court. 
I mean, we can just release them. We don't need a private surety bondsman because by and large, people will come to court. That's not what the numbers show. And you can look at the um, case studies uh, on the menu and you'll find examples. There are days where 100% of a docket for a specific court failed to appear. And what did the court do? According to Chapter 22 of the Texas Code of Criminal Procedure, a court is required to issue a judgment nisi when a defendant fails to appear. The courts aren't doing that. Harris County issues a report daily of the people that failed to appear for court the day before. It is very rare that any misdemeanor court defendant is listed on those reports. Generally, only defendants from court number 16 or court number 3 ever issue failures to appear, even though the law requires that they do so. So as bad as it is in Harris County regarding misdemeanor bail reform, it could have been a lot worse. Because at the start of COVID, a new lawsuit was filed in Harris County called, we call it the Russell case, Russell versus Harris County, where the same plaintiff's attorneys filed suit seeking to impose the same requirements from the misdemeanor cases to the felony cases. And uh, at the start of COVID, the plaintiffs filed an emergency motion that would have required the release of thousands of people from the jail. And the county was poised to not even oppose the motion. And citizens from Harris County reached out to the state and said, please, please help us. And so the attorney general and the governor intervened into the Russell case. The trial court allowed them to intervene. And so that did not happen only because the governor and the attorney general intervened and opposed uh, those actions. And they didn't happen as a result of their actions. And I would even argue solely because of their actions, because the county wasn't even going to oppose the motion. So as bad as it is, it could be a lot worse. One of the problems that we're seeing with the misdemeanor reforms is that they're bleeding over into the felony cases. I was recently at another court uh, forum for the judges, and one of the judges in the district courts running for re-election said, you know, we're the district court. We don't really use very many PR bonds, but that's turning out not to be true. And, you know, it's kind of logical. You hear that the misdemeanor reforms are working, so why not expand their use uh, of those types of release mechanisms in felony court? And since they're not working, and, and it's a lie to say that they are, the felony courts are seeing the consequences as well. You know, as I pointed out, the, the district clerk's office publishes a report daily of all the people that failed to appear for court the day before. And if you go to their website and go to public reports, that's the Harris County District Clerk's website, uh, you see a list of the last 30 days of something called the Syrophaceous Docket. And that's a list of all the people that failed to appear for court the day before. You're going to find two things. Number one, only court 16 and court three of the misdemeanor courts ever issue forfeitures. None of the other courts issue any in contravention of the law. And then the second thing you're going to notice is that there's a lot of PR bonds. So I've pulled the numbers from just last week's report. And so even though the PR bonds are a small part of the felony uh, case docket, 
you can see that for just last week, there are a large part of the failures to appear. Last Monday, 53% of all defendants who have failed to appear for court were on a PR bond, a personal bond. On Tuesday, 64% of the people that failed to show up for court were on a free personal bond. On Wednesday, it was 59.18%. On Thursday, it was 64.1%. And last Friday, it was 66.67% of the people who failed to show up for district court were on a free personal bond. And so we're being told how great the misdemeanor reforms are working, and they're not. And we're seeing the very real consequences of what happens when we apply those reforms to the felony cases. And we can't allow that to continue because it will only continue to get worse. There are other indications that this has become a political issue now and is no longer a fight or a disagreement about what is the best changes for the criminal justice system. Let me give you two examples. The first example is that the Texas legislature met uh, and passed SB 6, which changed the law in Texas regarding how bail is set. Under the new uh, statute, the reforms for misdemeanors in Harris County no longer comply with Texas law. And so the judges in the county had to make a decision. Were they going to follow Texas law or were they going to follow the settlement? And they chose to follow the settlement. So let me t explain how it works now in Harris County. You get arrested. You go to jail. On a misdemeanor charge, you're released without ever seeing a magistrate on a free $100 bond. You sign it and you're released. Then you have an 80% chance you never go to court. And then you have a 72% chance that your case is ultimately dismissed. That seems like a backdoor California plan where we're just decriminalizing misdemeanor crime. And then the second example that I would give you is from what are we telling other states? Uh, in the summer, the state of Ohio had a legislative session and advocates for reform uh, told the Ohio legislature that they should reform their bail system and adopt the Harris County model and that it should be the gold standard adopted throughout the state. No one pointed out that there was a disagreement about how it worked. No one pointed out that there, the DA had already issued a report saying there were substantial problems. Instead, the legislature was told it's a great system. You should adopt it. That's the problem we're having, and th that supports the conclusion that this is no longer what is about what's best for the criminal justice system, but instead it's just a political fight and a defense of a policy even if it's not working. You know, the result we're seeing in Harris County was predicted. It was predicted by the judges who opposed the original lawsuit. They said that if we give the plaintiffs what they want, crime will dramatically increase. No one will appear for court. And that's what we've seen. At the time the consent decree was entered, I appeared and I spoke against it. And I met with the plaintiff's attorney and I 
I want to end with telling you this. I told the attorney then, years ago, you don't even know what you're doing. You are setting up a system that will create chaos. And I said, long after you're gone, long after you have celebrated all the great things you've done in Harris County, that I and others and law enforcement will still be here putting back in place the broken system that you are creating. And what was his response? He just laughed. What has happened in Harris County did not have to happen. Our elected officials know it's not working and they are ignoring it. Lena Hidalgo refuses to debate her opponent. She can't defend the system, so she refuses to talk about it. Anyone that voted for this system needs to be replaced. Anyone that can't acknowledge this system is not working needs to be replaced. Anyone who wants to continue a 75, 80% failure to appear rate has to go. Thank you. Thank you for listening and come back for the next episode of The Bell Post.